This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So what if that was your morning prayer? Can I get a little amen on that? What if that was your little prayer every morning of gratitude? Just a simple part of like being grateful. You know, that's what we're looking at. Today is really a tune-up for Thanksgiving. It's part of our series. We are on number three. Please say it loud and proud. Number three, which is? So can you guess what my goal is today? Amazing. It's to leave you folks realizing how amazing all life is. And there are people here who are struggling with hard parts. There are people here who are in an easy stretch. I welcome all of it. Because I think that thing of amazement really can be an incredible way to to move us forward in life. Gratitude, all all those pieces as they come together. If if maybe if we had a theme, it would be like, be amazing. Would that be a cool t-shirt to have, like, be amazing? And and how do we do that? I, I think for a lot of people, you know, be amazing, I'll vote to be Tom Brady. You know, that's what we think being amazing is. But maybe not. Maybe being amazing is when we notice. We give notice that we notice. And in giving the notice that we notice, we're amazed. Amazed by all the many parts of life that are just, that just can really make such a big difference in our lives. I mean, just even this morning, I'm running down to get a cup of coffee before church. I always do that. I have a routine, and I pull my car out, and then I have it timed so that when I'm at this light, I've complained about this many things in my head. Next light, I've complained about this many things in my head. All guilty, raise their hand. You know, I got my list, and I'm checking it twice. And, and I come in to the, to the wall, I'm there, no, 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 remember, Chuck, today you're preaching, I'm being amazed. So let's just be amazed. And I walked in to Wawa. You know what they started doing today? Christmas cups. Like, I'm amazed. Can't we just celebrate that? I mean, those little things. And it's, it's about, can we take notice? I love this quote from Mary Oliver. I think she gets right to it. When she says, this is the first and wildest thing I know. That the soul exists. By the way, if you have a camera, I take a picture of this one. That the soul exists. And that it is built entirely out of attentiveness that part of you that was attentive when we were singing that song that's your soul that part of you that was moved by gratitude it's part of your soul the part of you that's grateful that two dear friends are joining us today it's your soul And can we live into that space more and more? And my vote is, yes, we can. It's interesting looking because Jesus talks a lot about this concept of amazement. We see it a lot, actually, in the Bible. We don't preach on it much, but but it's there. It's it's, it's rife throughout it. And and New Church kind of sets this all up. Listen to this. Everything that meets our eyes, everything we can see, absolutely everything in this world, was created out of divine love. Everything here is created out of divine love. I mean, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people don't find their lives that amazing. And that's a little bit of a head-scratcher for me because I'm thinking, wait a minute, you woke up this morning, you're on a rock hurtling through space at 70,000 miles per hour. Is that pretty amazing? 
Yes. Yes, incredibly amazing, incredibly beautiful. And, and we see that, that amazement, again, come through in so many different ways in the Bible as well. So I want to read for you a couple of stories. One is, one, one is from when Jesus was alive, and the other one is, is the first churches, how they were amazing. Then Jesus went down to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath began to teach the people. They were amazed at Jesus' teaching because his message had authority. We're going to look at that line in a second. In a synagogue was a man possessed by a demon and evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, What do you want from us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Quiet, Jesus said. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before him, and all came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is his teaching? With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out, and the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. And that amazement, folks, you know, I don't think, I hope none of you are wrestling with demonic possession today, all right? But, but how many of us are wrestling with something that just has us gripped up, right? A spirit that is just kind of an atmosphere, something that just has us gripped up. And here's Jesus saying, look, I'm going to free you from that, that fear, that worry. That anxiety, that distress, it's indeed a beautiful thing. And the line, folks, if we just look at the line, they were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. And, and I love, I love language. Like the language, it's almost too good to be true when you dip into the language. By the way, if you're a Bible geek and you want to look at some of the language Blue Letter Bible, I don't know why they call it Blue Letter Bible, but Blue Letter Bible is just a great resource for looking into these words. And it's how I get to look so intelligent to you folks on Sundays, because I know that website. And, and, and the word authority there, right, it, it, because he had authority, that makes it sound like, you know, this, this was, a, was a guy with incredible power, which, which he clearly was. But, but the word authority there in the original language, the word authority has a connotation of this. Listen to this. This is so beautiful. So beautiful. The power of choice. The power of choice. I mean, just read that again now. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had the power of choice to them. Is that good? That's ridiculously good. Because I think that's so much of what Jesus is returning us to is, is again and again like that, that simple power of choice. We get to choose the worlds we live in. We get to choose our communities. Yes, there's lots of things that are way outside of our control. But our attitude, our choice whether to be loving or not, is always within our control. Now, people go on, you know, fortunately for us, people go on and they, they take these wonderful words and and, and they turned them into churches. You know, Jesus lived from year, roughly the year zero. That's why we call it the year zero to probably about, historians aren't exactly sure, 31, 32, 33 AD. He dies. He's crucified. So in that 30 year span, that's, that's when he lived. And about three years of that, two to three were actually spent ministering. But that two to three year slice was so powerful that people started communities and churches and that became the Christian church. And I want to read you a line, read you a passage here about, about somebody who goes and he, he sees one of these groups, one of these original Christian churches. 
and he is, take a guess, complete the sentence, begins with an A, he was amazed. You guys are good today. That's good. That's good. This is how he was amazed. They devoted themselves to teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. In other words, they were amazed. And many wonders and miraculous signs were done. All the believers were together, held everything in common. In other words, they shared. Selling their possessions and good, they gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. It's a beautiful line. And it's easy to think of, of, well, yeah, that was amazing. That's like, that's the original Christians, dude. They really got it down. Well, they weren't doing anything that spectacular. Breaking bread is no different than when we have pizza, you know? It, it's, it's that idea of sharing. Like, look at some of the language here, folks. This is, these are the things they did. Teaching, fellowship, breaking bread together. In other words, having dinner together. Prayer. Healing. And yeah, we don't believe in faith healing here in the new church, but have you had a friend who helped you find a little bit of healing? Could we please say yes on that? Absolutely. We see that all the time. Giving. Sharing. Caring for the poor. Praising like what we did in that first song. Everyone was filled with awe. Everyone was filled with awe. In other words, there was amazement everywhere. See, one of the pieces of new church that I find so intriguing is this. We are created, this is a direct quote, we are created to be in heaven while at the same time living on earth. In other words, the way God has it set up, if we choose, is is we're created to be able to experience heaven here on earth. Now, does that mean that life is always going to go the way we wanted it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Love saves us from nothing. But love sustains us in everything. Love saves us from nothing. But love sustains us in everything. That's beautiful. That's the core of the Christian message. And what we have to do, I think, to open to that love is as best we can to push aside our world of complaint. And as best we can, move into a world of gratitude. And again, with all this stuff, folks, there's a discipline there. It's not necessarily easy to do. But I think we have to continue to to, to force ourselves into that gratitude. I love this particular quote. There we go. You've traveled too false, too fast over false ground. How many of us, our lives are just moving too fast? Now your soul has come to take you back. Your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your sentence, senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rush through. Open up to all the small miracles you rush through. Now we're going to the band's going to come out here for a middle song. And I want us to think about that. You know, as this middle song is going, it's a beautiful song. I want you to think, how is it that we open up? We open up to those small miracles, those small miracles that we've rushed through in our lives. How do we find those miracles in those, 
in those small, little places. It's so easy maybe to think of things on the grand scale. And I'm not asking you to think of it on the grand scale today. I'm asking you to think of it on a small scale, on a scale with a lot of gratitude and a lot of beauty. So, you know, these, these acts of amazement, and can we, can we get the opportunity to see it? Can we get the opportunity to see it? Can, can we take a breath? Let's do one. And just be able to see the things that bring us amazement, experience them. And as a pastor, I'm fortunate. You know, yes, there are hard parts to the job, and there are a lot of really precious moments, too. And one of the precious moments that I treasure is doing weddings. I get a chance to do that. It's everybody's best day. That's pretty cool. And these couples, you know, they, they talk about the amazement of that day. And, and you kind of see, you see what happens to people. Like they, they just they get, they get in a different space. You know, they get in a different space over the weddings. So I am very thrilled to introduce Max and Abby. We're going to just share with you a little bit about their amazement over their wedding day. So please give them a warm round of applause as we welcome Max and Abby out on stage. Wow, it is definitely bright up here, Chuck. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Um, Also, everyone watching online, thank you guys. A special thank you to our family and friends who are watching online. As Chuck said, I'm Abby. This is my husband, Max. Chuck was, uh, I guess, fortunate enough to marry us in June, June 2nd at the cathedral. And we just want to give him a special thank you uh, for bringing us here today to share a little bit about our wedding day and all of the amazement surrounding that. So um, what was what stuck out to me when Chuck asked us if we would come and talk a little bit um, was actually two of our best friends got married two weeks before us up in Cape Cod. So we flew up there and spent the weekend with them. And after, they gave us a bit of advice, which was amazing advice. Um, They said, be present in the moment, take everything in because the wedding day goes by so fast. And you're going to regret if you don't take a second to take mental screenshots or snapshots, I should say, throughout the day to really enjoy being there and being in the moment and just being surrounded by everyone you love. So we're very grateful for that advice because we took it to heart and we did. We took it all in that day and everything was amazing. Um, Also, just being in one place with 250 of our closest family and friends was nothing short of incredible. Um, the amount of love and support we felt was amazing. So that's those are my amazing moments. So I'm Max, as Abby said, and I mean, this is definitely an amazing moment. I can't really see all of you, but this is amazing. So what was am- most amazing for me was to share the day with my my grandparents and her grandparents and kind of remember the ones that we lost along the way. We were together for 10 years before we got married. So uh, we made a lot of memories. And to be able to see her grandfather walk down the aisle and cry, that was, that was an amazing moment. 
to see my two grandparents, Nana and Pop, to see them dancing on the dance floor with all of my friends was an amazing moment. And then also a really special moment for me, an amazing moment was a best friend of mine has been touring the country with his band for two years and uh, don't get to see him that often. And he surprised me with a, a special song for the two of us. And that was just like, that was amazing. It was an amazing moment. So. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, bud. So these, these guys, like, you know, watching the amazing moments, and I need to say, yeah, there you are. See, I told you you looked like funny all there, baby. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 weddings have their challenges, right? Like, like, I'm sure your wedding had at least a couple of glitches in there. But it's me here. Can I tell you a bad glitch I had, the worst one? So, so the worst glitch I ever had at a wedding was the, the, the groom, you know, had the wedding license. I forgot to get it before the wedding. So I went to pick it up afterwards. And, uh, I'm talking to him. He said, Oh, I left it on the mantle. I go and grab it. I pull it out. He had brought voter registration forms. <laughs> what do you do with that? You know, I've had bridesmaids lose trains. I've had three bridesmaids pass out. You know, like, it, 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 it's okay. Like, that's part of life, too. And part of life is the sharing. You know, to watch, to watch you folks, to hear your grandma talk about how, loved, how much she loved to play Scrabble with you, yeah. which was super fun, to hear how much your parents treasured you. You know, to hear all those things, just, just those amazing little minutes. And I think that's what I want to talk about. What are those amazing minutes? And before I talk about them, give these folks another warm round of applause. Thank you guys so much. So it's interesting, right? Like, like here are weddings, and we realize we've got single people here. And like, what does that have to do with me? Listen, Jesus was single. You're in good company. Um. You know, as well as people who have, you know, gone through hard marriages and all that stuff. But, but it doesn't take away the beauty of those days. It really doesn't. Isn't it interesting? Jesus, a bunch of times, says, you guys want to know what heaven's like? Guess what he says it's like? A wedding. A party. A dinner. Isn't that interesting? So the series, Practicing Heaven Now, Practicing Amazement. When we practice amazement, I think it would not be an overstatement to say, when we practice amazement, that we actually are in some way practicing heaven now. It's that looking you know, it was, was for me, with, with Max, there, was, there were so many moments. Her dad gave a wonderful speech, and just watching how much this man cherishes his daughter. That's beautiful. To say the same thing about Max's parents, and, and again, I got a real kick out of his grandma, and, and they play Scrabble together. Like, like, Max is so big, he could kill a bear with a fork. And, and, and he plays Scrabble with his grandmother. See, see, that's a moment for me. It's a moment of amazement. As we go into Thanksgiving, let's practice that. I think to do that, we, we have certain things we need to get rid of, we need to avoid. The challenge is certainty. 
any certainty you feel right now, we're talking about towards another person, is probably too strong. And any mystification or bafflement or anger that you feel about someone else's certainty, how it simply must be cynical, manufactured, malignant, should be tempered by the recognition that your own certainty might have to eventually be revised. So if you're certain about the certainty of your relative, be careful. Because eventually we get called on that. If you're stubborn about their stubbornness, might be another way to say it. Anytime we're certain, it just doesn't work. And, and that will take away the lens of amazement. The lens of being amazed at what other people can do. And that's so important, folks. Look at this beautiful line. Wonder, curiosity, and amazement keep us from behaving as if we had other people all figured out. Is that good? If we're not amazed, there's no room there for the other person. Because we've got them locked. I, it's one of the things I, I know I certainly struggle with when I feel like somebody's got me locked into a certain box that I can't break out of. It's not fun. Thanksgiving is a way we can start to work on some of those things. Could I share a story with you where this kind of came up for me? You know, it's one, one where, you know, it, it changed my life a lot. I'm going to be over, going over here to talk about this. It's, it's a simple story. I shared this way back when New Church Live started, because it actually happened before New Church Live, but we have a lot of new people, so I thought I'd share it again. I was sitting down at a, at a local coffee establishment, and I like to go down there, it was back in my teaching days, I like to go down there and read. And I'm an avid reader, which means I am really good with one of these. I like highlight the bejeebers out of everything. So highlighting away, it's like a lot of fun. I went down, got, got the cup of coffee, the perfect cup of coffee. And I open up a book and I, I start and I realize, I forgot my highlighter. Forgot my highlighter. So a friend eventually comes down, sits down with me. They're, they're, we're chatting over coffee. And they said, Chuck, how's your day? I said, oh, it would have been great, except for I forgot my highlighter. I've got big problems. So, so here's the funny part of the story. So, so we've been going to this coffee place for years. And there was a guy there who looked scary. Like, he looked scary. He was always on his phone. He always had a frown. He was always really serious. He was always talking, talking, talking. He always was talking like he had another deal to make. I'm sure he was in the mob. Like, I, I it just, this guy just was, you know, like there was, I had a whole story about him. Like he was in the mob. I had a whole story about this guy. This guy. And the guy happened to be sitting right behind us as we're doing our thing. And so what happens, you know, I'm talking to my, my friend here about forgetting the highlighter. What happens is the guy gets up from his seat, you know, and I notice sort of out of the corner of my eye, he goes out to his car, he comes back to the table without saying a word, and he goes. <laughs> Fill in the line. I was amazed. amazed. <laughs> I was amazed. Can we go back to that previous slide? You know, I... I Wonder, curiosity, and amazement keeps us from behaving as if we had other people all figured out. I'm sure I had them figured out. I didn't. I wasn't even close. I mean, a little creepy was listening to my conversation. That's all right. 
I got a highlighter out of the deal. Life couldn't be better. You see, folks, when we give notice that we notice, we give notice that we notice, that amazement will open you up to worlds you cannot imagine. And here's the miracle part. When I say open up to worlds you cannot imagine, a lot of you right now are picturing a jetliner going to a Caribbean island. I'm not talking about that world. I'm talking about this world that you're in today, that you're in right now, that you're living, breathing, and being in. Be amazed there, in that place. And that's all God's really asking you to do. He's not asking you to go on vacation. He's asking you to wake up. He's asking you to open your eyes. To see the amazing, amazing stuff around you. The amazing parts. And and allow it to move you. I mean, I, I think... Maybe that was the miracle of Jesus' power. He noticed. He noticed everybody. From the wealthy centurion to the self-righteous, you know, clergy, to, to the poor, to the disabled, to the blind, to Mary, to, he noticed the whole thing. What if we did that this Thanksgiving? What if you went up to everybody at the table and in some way told them, you are amazing to me? Because if you're seeing the world right, they are. If you're only worried about being right, they won't be. (laughs) Imagine this. Outweigh your bored ego, number one. Your ego, your monkey mind, it's going to go a million miles an hour. It's going to want you to judge the guy in the coffee shop. It's going to want you to judge everyone around the Thanksgiving table. And don't lie, you do it. You know, it's going to want you to judge everyone around there. That's just your ego. It's not really you. That's why we say, like, I don't know what happened. I just wasn't myself. Well, yeah, you weren't yourself. It's not who you really are. You're really an angel in training. Here to get their wings. God's not going to give you the wings. He's going to give you the opportunity for the wings. Wings are figurative there, obviously. So outweight that bored ego. Just open up. Open. Don't give somebody a creepy stare just waiting for them to amaze you. Don't do that. Just breathe for a second. I mean, even folks, if it's just listening for a minute to people visiting at the table. I mean, one of my favorite ones, we won't get to experience this year because we're doing Thanksgiving here, but, but just the hearing, you know, what, as I'm saying that, what I'm hearing is my beautiful brother-in-law, wonderful man. 
and, and he's Jewish, and he always offers this, this Jewish blessing prayer. That, and I have no idea what he's saying, but you hear it, and I know exactly what he's saying. Different words, same language. And then, please say the S word there. Allow yourself to be slightly stunned. Can you allow yourself just to be slightly stunned? And I would say, you know, I wanted to quote this author. I I would have added the word wonderfully, but I, I think that's it. Allow yourself to be slightly, I would add, and wonderfully stunned. Because it's stunning what people do for each other. It is stunning how people show up for each other. It's stunning to watch what we can be to each other. It's stunning when you get a sense of how much God loves all of you, all of us. It's stunning every Sunday when I gather with this amazing congregation. It's stunning when I get a chance to hold our first grandchild. It's stunning when I get to celebrate weddings with people. It's stunning when when we do funerals, and even amidst that heartbreak, there's this, this deep sense of preciousness. That preciousness is stunning. So, you ready for your Thanksgiving task? Here it is. Be amazed. That simple. That good. That meaningful. God would say, be amazed. And in that, you'll learn, you'll really learn how to be amazing. Amen. I'd ask you now to please join me in a final prayer. And if, as we go into this last song, it is one of my favorite songs that the band does, I will be amazed if you can sing along with the band. I'd love for you to sing along with the band on this last song. It's a beautiful one. And it just, you'll feel the energy of it. You'll hear the words of it. And just think about what it looks like to move down that river of life in ways that are amazing. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, allow us to go into thanksgiving open to being wonderfully and surprisingly stunned. Stunned by the beauty of life. Stunned by the beauty of relationships. Stunned by the beauty of this earth. Open us up to that place, Lord. So much of the time, you said that if we want to understand heaven, help us to understand weddings and parties and food. Allow this thanksgiving to have that same sense to it, to that same basic approach to it. One where we're left amazed. Amazed at love. Amazed of care. Amazed of this humble honor that you give as a gift to each of us which is what we can be for each other. This humble, amazing gift. What we can be for each other. Please join me in amen. Amen.
Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.